Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to episode 171 of the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is the podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like no other podcast does. This week, I'm chatting with two powerhouses currently starring in Michael R. Jackson's Pulitzer Prize winning musical, A Strange Loop, playing at London's Barbican Theatre. A Strange Loop is a critically acclaimed, boundary-smashing musical that comments on topics such as identity, sexuality, and race. Usher, a young gay black writer who hates his day job, uh, well, he hates it so much, so he writes a musical about a, a young gay black writer who's writing a musical about a young gay black writer who's, but but you get it, it's a strange loop. Now, full disclosure, I haven't seen this cast in action. I had tickets to go last month, but I got hired to produce a series of concerts at this year's French festival that took me away to Edinburgh. So um, I will be watching it in the next two weeks, actually next week before it closes. That's right, you have just over two weeks of performances to catch this show. And I absolutely recommend that you go. Now, I've listened to the original Broadway cast recording. I've heard many excerpts from the show online. It is it is funny. It is funny, but it's also deeply challenging. And I, listen, I cannot wait to watch the whole thing next week. Uh, in anticipation of that, I sat down with Charlene Hector, who plays Thought One. Uh, you may recognize the voice as, uh, as Charlene's the lead vocalist for the band Basement Jacks. That's incredible, right? And uh, that also appeared in the West End production of Hairspray. Um, but Charlene can also be heard providing backing vocals for artists such as Alicia Keys, Primal Scream, Josh Groban. That's a big list. It goes on and on and on and on. And we are also joined by Tendai Humphrey Satima, who plays Thought Four. Uh, Tendai's also a musician in his own right, and um, could be you could be seen in the West End Smash, the play that goes wrong. And uh, check out the music on Spotify. Now we chatted about all things Strange Loop, uh, about appearing in a Pulitzer Prize-winning production, the value of music, audience reactions, and just how supportive a producing team can be in regards to mental health, which was so refreshing. I love talking about this. Have a listen. This is the easy one. Can I please ask your name and who or what you play in a Strange Loop? 
My name is Charlene Hector, and I play Thought One in A Strange Loop. So when I was going through the cast list, I thought Thought One. Mm-hmm. It's that is a an interesting character's name. Yes, and it's. I think there are, are there six thoughts? Yes, there are six of us all together and we all represent lots of different things. We, all our characters interchange into each other. Mm. Sometimes we're all playing the same character. Sometimes one of us is playing that one character. Sometimes one of us is playing mm. a particular part of Usher's psyche. So, yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting. Oh, my God. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like an actor's dream. I'm seriously, yeah. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Okay, and for anyone who doesn't know, we'll get the, we'll get these basic questions out of the way before we yeah. get, you know get into the, the juicy, meaty stuff. Um, can you please let us know what a Strange Loop is about? Now, I'm sure people who you know listen to this podcast have know, heard about Strange Loop before, but um, uh, can you just give me kind of a lowdown because it is kind of a tricky one to mm-hmm. to kind of put down to a boilerplate, and I don't think it I think it would does a disservice to the play. Uh, the musical, but what well, can you... A Strange Loop is about a young gay black man writing a musical about a young gay black man writing a musical about a young gay black man writing a musical. And it's basically um, follows, it, it follows a day in the life of a young gay black man who has been commissioned to write a play, um, both by his family and mm. by his agent. Mm-hmm. And it's just what happens while he's writing that play, what comes out. So I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But you will laugh, you'll probably cry, you'll be shocked, and you'll be maybe a bit upset by some of the things that you see. But it's a very important story that I feel needs to be told because I don't think people realise what it's like to be black and queer in this country, mm. never mind in America or anywhere else in the world. So uh, this is a little yeah. insight into what it's like to be black and queer. Um, yeah, in this world. And more and more these days in this world. So I've heard some of the music as well. And what I was saying to Amy, who's uh, sitting with the press, is that I find Usher, and what I've heard so far, really, like, innocent, a lovely heart. Mm. And, and, and he almost kind of sees life rose-tinted or whatever, and, um, and it kind of is a, as, goes along with things because he likes to explore, and he's so open to life. Mm. And do I have that wrong, or is, is that just what I've got so far? I think, I don't want to say you have that wrong, but I think that once you watch the show, you'll realize that that is more of a defense mechanism right. than the truth. Um, and there is a part of the show where you hear what the truth is, and that's when you realize that actually all of this going along with things is for survival. Mm. It's not actually what Usher wants or how he genuinely feels about things. He's just trying to survive in a world that doesn't want him to survive. So, yeah. I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it. I also know that this musical both challenges you to laugh, it challenges you not to laugh as mm-hmm. well. Now, when you're on the, that stage, how much fun is it getting a reaction off audiences when you go oh this is this is going to be a little grenade joke this is gonna, <laughs> the 10 seconds later they're going to get it or or not um you know how much fun is that to play well it, it's it's funny because we have different audiences almost every night okay. and so 
it's it's difficult to um because there are some situations where you would think i really hope nobody laughs at this and then people do and it's like oh my gosh that that wasn't that's a bit uncomfortable mm. and then there are parts where you really hope that people laugh and they don't and it's like oh that's a shame but it's we what we have we had an amazing director called stephen brackett and he gave us some really good advice and he said don't just tell the story. Don't try and control the audience's reaction or try and play something up for more of a reaction. Just tell the story. And I find when we do that, we get laughs in places that maybe we wouldn't expect or we get bigger laughs in places that we really want. But you do get the odd person that laughs at something really off colour and you're just like, what goes through your mind when you see that and it makes you laugh? But then I, I tend to... My way of thinking about it is sometimes what you see is so unnerving it can make you nervous. Yeah. And people laugh when they're nervous sometimes. So a nervous it's, laughter. It's, it's the top of the just the top block there. We've got there a visitor. It, <laughs> it might be a. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's all right. Uh, so so you have uh, like a nervous laugh is is just as valid a response to a yeah. a, a, a joke or not a joke yes. as 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 a, an intended joke, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So we've talked about this being on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean this musical, A Strange Loop, has won every award going. Um, it's won the Pulitzer Prize. Mm-hmm. You know, when something that big, when a, when a production that big then transfers, there is some feeling of responsibility. I think I had my question said is to get it right, in mm. air quotes, in proper air quotes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, did you feel that coming into the rehearsal process? Or Not any in the of slightest, the no. Okay. Um, the audition process was such that we were made to feel like we were cared about and I don't know how many auditions you've been to where the director's been like how was your day but I hadn't been to any (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm holding up a big goose egg with my fingers (laughs) so when we got there and it was like and everyone had the same experience Stephen was just kind of like how was your journey here like how are you doing today you all right and we were all like Fine, thanks. Thinking, Looking for Let's the get to the material, you know. And he's like, well, no, I really like your shirt. And oh I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's got mushrooms on it. He's like, oh, my God, I love mushrooms. And then we just had this chat. And then it was like, okay, now let's do the material. And we had never, none of us had ever experienced that. So when we came into the whole process, even just from auditions, we felt that we were surrounded by people that actually cared about us as, as humans. And that's, that's unusual in the audition process. When we came into the rehearsal process, it was exactly the same. And it got to the point where there was some content. There's a lot of contentious language in the show mm. and um, a lot of contentious themes in the show. But all of that was um, we were given space to express how those things made us feel. Um, we were allowed to use code words for some of the language so that we didn't have to keep saying it all the time. Yeah. And that, again, that kind of care is not something I'd ever experienced on a show. Mm. We also get free counselling. Every single person in the company gets six free sessions of counselling. And we, as a cast, have group sessions as well. Amazing. Because the content is such that after a while you can become desensitised, but not really. It, it's ancestral and it's, and it's um, inherited. Mm what we are feeling when we are doing this show. And as much as we try to quieten it down, sometimes it can just come out. So we have an outlet whereby we can talk to somebody about what we're feeling. And so for me, the only thing I felt was, we care about you, we want you to tell this story in the best way that you can. I never felt like, by the way, this is a Pulitzer winning prize um, uh, show and yeah. you need to make sure that you do it just like you did. they did in America. We were given so much freedom to create the characters we wanted to create. 
Um, some of us even spoke to some of our counterparts in America to ask them what their process was mm. because they were the ones that made the show. So, um, so yeah, this process, I've never felt any pressure. I've never felt any measuring up. I've never felt any comparison. It's always been, what do you want to bring to this? What do you want to, how do you want to portray this character? Um, I even had a message from somebody who saw the show. There's a character that I play who's, who's a patron who's going to the theatre and she ends up talking to Usher for a little while. And someone said to me, I've seen the show so many times in New York and the way you play this role is completely different, but it's still great. And I was just like, oh, okay, because nobody said, well, this is how yes. Elle Morgan played it, or this is how, you know, there was nobody saying that. It was just, what do you want to do? How do you feel about this person? Who do you think she is? Yeah. So that is that, that process has, has made us all feel like this is our show as well. Well, that, that just feels like you've created a family. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that the, what you've just said, like really hit, which is the de desensitization, mm. which is in itself a defense mechanism until, until it's not, mm -hmm. like you say, until, it's, until something happens where you cannot hold it back anymore. And I love the fact that you're being supported here. Very More much. of that, please. Yes. <laughs> it's More very of that, please. <laughs> oh, here comes thought number two. What? This is thought number four. <laughs> oh, is it thought number four? Yeah. Well, see, that's so where he went in thought number two, but he caught the train late, didn't he? <laughs> I'm so sorry. How are you? How are you doing? I'm, I'm very stressed. Don't be sorry. Come on. Don't be stressed. Hi, Charlene. Hello. Oh, you are not, you're not allowed to be stressed. Okay. Have we been stressed, Charlene? No. We'll be right back after this short word from our sponsors. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Curtain Call Podcast. We were, I was getting into personal experience <laughs> and Charlotte. I just said, Charlotte, Charlotte looks about 12 and she's done everything. And, you know, she's done, literally done everything. Yeah. I'm jealous. So I'm reading, reading, but in fact, both of your, um, your, your bios, you come from a, a, well, performance in your background, but music performance and, and everything you've supported acts and you know you produce and record music as a, as a recording artist what what can you bring to a musical like this which has every single musical style in it this there is everything in this mm -hmm. you know there is gospel there's blues there's kind of jazz there's pop yeah. you know kind of folk mm -hmm. you know so was when when you saw what was going on there did you just go yeah I there I can bring something to this or can I I'll, I'll jump in on this yeah because I, so yeah, I, I'm a producer, I'm a composer, and uh, so when I got this gig and I listened to the soundtrack, I came into day one, I can't express to you how arrogant I was about all of this. I was like, listen, I am a professional composer. I am a, I am gonna, these people don't even know what I'm about to bring. Yeah. Yeah. That was what, that was the color I was bringing into the room. And I, I walked in there. And then I tried to sing this stuff, and oh. then I was like, oh, okay, okay, let me sit down and learn. Uh, let me have a beer back, please. <laughs> and then it's just, for me, it's actually been um, 
quite I, I I was so expecting to come in with like sort of my composer hat and my sort of recording artist hat and be like yeah look at all this stuff I can do and what we play but actually for me it's been uh, the opposite experience I've gained so much I've learned so much about areas that I need to work on it's exposed weaknesses in mine which is something that happens if you write your own stuff yeah, of course you tend to write around your weaknesses so mm -hmm. when Michael kind of goes I want you to sing this note very loud and very high and I'm like I can't just write around that, I have to... So for me, it's been wonderful because it's just been uh, an incredibly inspiring thing of just learning and having so many things I want to steal <laughs> and, like, and bring to my own practice. And then also, like, I'm learning Charlene. We are talking about looking after people, Charlene, who uh, every time I come off stage, I'm like, Charlene, was that okay? And she's like, yes, tonight, it was okay. Um, so yeah, for me, it's actually done the opposite. It's brought so much to me. And Amazing. that has been such a joy and such a privilege because that's... I think that's the thing that is really what everyone wants, a job, or a project that expands them and gives yeah. them somewhere to grow. And this has been that for me oh too. I think, I think the day that I do a show and come off stage and go, well, I haven't learned anything, is the day I just need to quit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it, but well, so, I can't express to you how arrogant I was I love when I that. came in. I, I love your honesty. This I, was, <laughs> I was so ready to be great. <laughs> Oh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, how about yourself, Charlene? Uh, well, for me, before I, when I first got the audition, yeah. um, I instantly went to, because they sent everything straight away, they sent what they wanted you to do in the audition and the script. And so I read the script and was like, okay, this is interesting. And so I went online and tried to find the soundtrack, came straight up on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Listen to the soundtrack on repeat for weeks. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I love this stuff. Um, so when we got to rehearsal, I kind of knew most of it, but it was, you know, singing with other people was, was really cool as well. So yeah, it was, it was kind of, I, I didn't really know anything about the show before it started, but, and before we started, sorry, but then, um, as time went on, I just fell more and more in love with it and with the people involved in it and with the cast and everybody. So yeah. It was it was a wonderful experience, but I didn't know anything about the show before I started. And but you were able to bring your experience from yeah, you know, with well, with your musical background, you know, the, yeah. the music artist you worked with before. Because everything was on um, sheet music, and I can't read, okay. so I would listen to the soundtrack to learn everything. It. Okay, yeah. So then, when we would get our notes and we'd record, I would record it into my phone and go home and listen to it because there was no point in me trying to read yeah. it. So, um, so that. That for me was really helpful to be able to learn things by ear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But isn't that amazing? I, I tell you what, a lot of shows you, you wouldn't get past the first audition. You can't read the dots. Yeah. I, I can't read music either. I, I, re, I read, write. You know, yeah. I have musical children as well. They, they can read because they were choristers yeah. at Southern <laughs> Cathedral. But um, I never could yeah. read music. I just self-taught everything. And I, the, so, although I started out musicals, I did the old dead rock and roller musicals like Buddy and Elvis and the Cosmic Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but yeah, that would preclude you from, or not didn't preclude you, but exclude you mm -hmm. from going further. But it, this is, feel, it feels much more. And listening to the soundtrack. Mm -hmm the original soundtrack and I, I can't wait to hear it here it's much more about the performance and the storytelling rather than the singing as in um, uh, like there's this I mean don't get me wrong beautiful music mm -hmm. but it's much more about that performance and much more about let's tell this story because you are saying the most outrageous things mm -hmm. while while singing and yes. um, <laughs> 
the show is. Um, the material is, is what it is. And I always say this with, I think, good work. Um, is good work ha does this thing to performers where you have to be an audience of the work before you can perform it. Yeah, sure. So the rehearsal process, in a way, the first few days of a rehearsal, for me, I am an audience member mm. and uh, trying to deal with the material, you respond to it as audience does. So I think actually, I think w we'd be amiss to say that there was material that I think we all were, some, were surprised by how hard we found some of it to do. Mm -hmm. um, some of the language is particularly triggering. Some of the um, thematic material is challenging, mm -hmm. rightly so. So um, that was the thing that really surprised us, how there was some bit, and it would be someone would really struggle with something one day and the other day they wouldn't. Um, so we had that, but also there are lines that are just very, very silly and fun to sing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think... Drying has happened on yeah. this show yet. Okay. What's oh, you said yet. Yeah. Would you be laughing, dry, like, you know, when you get sent up by laughing oh, or, or you start this show? Ah, on stage? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Especially to me. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you hide it. I've yeah. not seen it. There's, there's one particular part where um, the thoughts have, have kind of surrounded Usher and we're kind of letting him know that we find him physically very unattractive. Right. In many different oh, ways. Oh, the, all the things that he's different with? Yeah, yeah. Right, so all there's the a, a part where me and uh, Danny, who plays Thought Five, is that right? Mm -hmm. um, we are behind him and we're, we're singing a line and Danny tends to grab my leg and it makes me giggle all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like trying to sing my line. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm always laughing. Your call to the stage for warm-up. The stage is now available for warm-up. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll very, very quick. Um, you, you just said a couple of words there that for me ping out mm. the, the, the triggering and challenging. Yeah. Now, I, I, as an audience member, we talk about audience members, I want to come to the theater, and yes, sometimes I just want to let theater wash over me or music, but I also like to be challenged. I like to get out of my comfort, but I don't want, I don't want to leave a, a show and go, eh, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, how important is this show for, for any audience member? To, like, how important is it to come see something that does get them out of their comfort zone? And to be challenged and to be, you know, to, 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 to be triggered in, in ways and go, because I would imagine you see people who on stage who are triggered, Usher being that, but and have ways to get through it. How important is it, this show, for people to come and see? Visibility is one of the most powerful things that I think art can do. Um, this, oh, is this amazing ability. I mean, Michael says it um, about this show, um, which is if the show is successful, the show is for some people a mirror and for some people a window. And I think my, the mission, if I understand it correctly, I can't speak for Michael, but that mission statement that he says at the beginning of the piece, which is uh, he just wants to sh uh, show what it's like to travel the world as a black gay man. Um, and if that's the mission and, and the challenge is to do that honestly and openly, then you can't tell a story that isn't challenging to people. Um, I think, as a result, this show is all of those things, and it's, it can be celebratory, but it also is honest, it's revealing, and it's powerful, and it's difficult. Mm. And I think that is something that is important to impress on people. The show is difficult at times. Um, but my hope is that with an open mind, people can can allow themselves to just experience that yeah. um, and see what, is, what life is like for other people because you learn a lot from it. I also have to speak on, and I've heard this a few times, which is to do with um, 
That is thought speak on um, specifically about the things that challenge the show, is like the things that references and also like the American references of this show. Is one thing I really enjoy about a show like this is I've heard people ask questions about why the show has not made an effort to a sanitize itself in terms of making the references easier to understand for people that might not get them, mm-hmm. or um, making the really specific experiences somewhat more palatable. And the thing I, I say is, I think theatre has been challenging for a long time. I think Chekhov can be challenging. I think Shakespeare can be challenging. I think a lot of conventional European white theatre yeah. can be challenging. And what I love about this show, and the thing I, I invite people to come in is, come and be challenged by something that's not a white male experience. I agree. And, and, and yes, you might not get some bits, but you didn't get some bits of Chekhov, but you Googled them after. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that, that's why this is important. Yeah. Like, it's just fresh. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Now, you guys have got to go on, but I do, I do want to ask one final question, and that is uh, what you kind of touched on it there, but what, what would you like audiences to leave this theater and this production with? What, what are the themes? Of the, what is the one, two, three, whatever, that you really like them to take away and move forward with themselves? For me, I think I just want people to take what they need. Um, And for some people that might be introspection, for some people that might be um, a different point of view, for some people that might be the fact that the way you use Grindr is actually causing more harm than good. You know, it's just that kind of thing. I, I want people to take what it is that they need because I can say I want people to have a new perspective about this and that, but you never know what someone's perspective is when they come into the show. Mm. So just something different that they've never thought about, I'd like people to leave with. Yeah. That's a pretty solid answer. That's pretty solid. <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't I follow that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what more what more could you want? Exactly, for? exactly. But also like like it's also really good. Yeah. yeah. So it it's is, just like yeah. you know, my friend said it's like one of these combinations of you're gonna come out feeling a bit tired mm. and a bit tender, but you're also gonna have been thoroughly entertained. And so that's that's kind of what I hope people come out as well, like on top of mm. I think I, I don't think you could put it any better to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think um come watch some stuff. It's yeah. one act. Also, I've never right? been one act. Yeah. One yeah. act. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's you not Chekhov, leave. is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, it's, honestly, it's, I, um, it's, it's a very good piece of theatre. And I, I've never been in a musical before. Really? Uh, and, like, I, I thoroughly enjoy musical theatre. And uh, what's really cool about this is it's like, I don't know the last time I saw a musical that feels like this. Mm. And there's a really important thing that happens, which is that for years, we've all been saying, we want something new. We want something black. We want something queer. We want this. So here it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is to your audience directly. Come and see You've asked for this stuff. Do you know how to make sure this stuff keeps happening? Come and watch. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much. Uh, what, a, what a fantastic chat. I really you. wish you the best of British for the rest of the run. <laughs> and I'll see you next Saturday. Yay. I'll see you next Saturday. I'm so sorry I was late. Oh, <laughs> Charlene Hector and Tendai Humphreys Tima from the London Barbican production of A Strange Loop. As I mentioned, you have 
only have just over two weeks to go catch the show before it closes. So do make sure to get your tickets today. Don't miss this unique, powerfully emotional musical. And I will put links to purchase those tickets in the show notes. It leaves me to say a big thank you to Charlene and Hector for sitting down and talking to me, and also to Amy and her entire team at Neil Redding PR who do an incredible job. Thank you guys so much. Also, thank you for listening. But before we go, just a quick reminder to say that if you like this episode, or indeed if you liked any of our episodes on the Curtain Call podcast, please do go to whichever streaming platform you use. Leave us a rating and review. It, it certainly does help others like your fine self find the podcast. If you want to reach out, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab. That's at J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. Thank you for listening. Speak soon and stay safe. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.